More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Biden attempts to restore confidence in U.S. banks. That's the headline on Fox right now. And you're seeing similar headlines all across the media. U.S. banks, it's all going to be okay. They keep telling us, don't worry about it. Everything is going to be just fine. Hmm. When it comes to your bank, you don't want to have to be told that everything is going to be just fine. You just want to go on believing that it will be there and the money that you've worked to make that you keep in the bank is safe. They're telling you it is, but there are clearly problems. Some banks are dealing with the reality that their uh, stock prices are way down. Look, we will continue to follow this and see if we have any updates on this uh, over the course of the program. But it is interesting because this is all reliant on what are effectively elite governed institutions or elitist governed institutions with the major banks all the way down to your regional banks. And something like Silicon Valley Bank is a place that you're supposed to think has very, very smart people operating it. But people over the weekend were seeing a video A video that perhaps challenges, from another angle, the sense that our institutions of the elites are are run by and full of really smart people, people who are super intelligent, and you know they they they've done they've all done so much better than everybody else on all the testing, and and they're just all brilliant, and just let them do what they do, and let them run things. It's clearly not the case with the banks, and everybody remembers two thousand and eight. Just a bunch of greedy people taking advantage of their positions. Bunch of pigs at the trough, making sure they could get more than everybody else. And almost melted down the entire financial system globally in the process. Now we have the banksters at uh, Silicon Valley Bank uh, creating a crisis through their own mismanagement. And I can tell you right now, people are going to be frustrated and they and this will continue. 
because the folks running that bank, they will continue to be rich. They will be, after all this is done, they will be rich, they will be connected, they will not suffer. The ones making the decisions, the ones that were making all the upside when things were good. But you wonder, how does this happen? What else is in Silicon Valley? Stanford University, Palo Alto. I mean, it's basically, it's in the Bay Area, right? Palo Alto, Silicon Valley, they are right there. And and Stanford University has produced graduates, particularly from the computer science department, that have built enormously successful companies, people, founders of Google, etc. So you think Stanford's got to have really, really smart people. Uh, the Harvard of the West Coast, people will say, right? And Stanford graduates, I'm sure, will tell you it's even better than Harvard. Whatever, who cares? Point being, you're supposed to be really impressed. You are supposed to think that people that go to these, the same way that the people that are paying themselves millions, maybe tens of millions of dollars to run banks can make the most, how hard is it to know that interest rates might go, turn against you given that we're having unprecedented rate or rate hikes and all the efforts to combat inflation? Like, this wasn't actually that difficult to foresee, but they were greedy. Here, here's what we'll do. We'll make money this way. And now it seems they're right because they're making money and now they're going to get bailed out on the other side of it. Okay. Stanford University. It is full of brilliant people and run by really wise people. That's what the public is supposed to think. But what you've seen is that the left, like the virus of the brain that it is, is destroying all of these institutions entirely. They were always left leaning. Now they, now the inmates entirely run the asylum. That's what's happening. And this has been growing and getting more and more obvious for years now. Judge Kyle Duncan, federal judge on the Fifth Circuit, was invited by the Federalist Society to go speak at Stanford University Law School. Now, the people, the students in the Stanford University Law School, you're to think have the highest LSAT scores are of the highest character and integrity and and are absolutely devoted to the Constitution and the rule of law. That's what you're supposed to think. In reality, you have a bunch of lunatic, uh, left-wing, woke social justice activists, many of whom have gotten in there, honestly, with highly mediocre scores on all these things, or if they even did well, it's because they just learned how to play the system in school and get the grades they need to get by holding the opinions and the positions that you're supposed to. And there's a whole video. It's, it's, uh, it's quite, quite long online. You can see of the speech, people, students, law students at Stanford Law School were standing up. This is the second most elite law school in the country. And they had signs written. This is for a visiting federal judge. You'd think maybe, maybe the, even if they disagree with them, whatever, they would want to at least hear what the sitting federal judge has to say about the constitutional law. But of course they don't. To say they heckled him is an understatement. They shouted over him. They screamed profanity at him. They talked about, uh, him and his wife and, and sexuality. I mean, things I cannot repeat. On the radio. This is how they speak. This is how, oh, they're so smart. They're amazing. Stanford Law School, hire them to the best law firms in the country. This is how this collection of woke imbeciles acted. 
But what makes it even worse is that there was, he, he asked for a, uh, Judge Duncan. Now, fortunately, Judge Duncan, I believe, did have marshals there. So at least he doesn't, you would think, have to worry about his physical safety. Um, or, or it, he has some level of protection for his physical safety from the, these are all, these are all, you know, woke, overgrown babies. Now, none of them have ever been in a fist fight in their lives, which unfortunately is part of the problem. A lot of woke people are used to being very aggressive in places where the administration will protect them or they're very aggressive online. They don't have to deal with another human being in a context where the power is not entirely on the side of the woke aggressor. Who's saying, really? Why don't you, you know, say that again? What did you say? Say that to my face. Come a little closer. All these, uh, these deeply unhappy woke maniacs go through life without ever actually dealing with real conflict or the threat of real conflict. And they think they're brave. You know, they're the one that shows up at the end of the bar fight shouting, yeah, that's right. You're lucky I didn't get in there. You know, that's, that's the, the mindset of the woke. But they brought along this diversity and inclusion dean. This is a an administrator, a bureaucrat, probably making 150 to 250k to you know waltz around from classroom to classroom, building to building, and tell everybody about how racist everything is and how you better agree with everything she says, or else you're racist too. And and just just feeds all the most most. Uh, destructive grievance politics of the student body of minority students oh it's so hard oh my gosh i'm a i'm a i'm a, I'm a latino student i'm a black student at stanford it's i'm so oppressed i have i have mckinsey and goldman sachs offering me 180 grand my first year out of school it's been so hard and the diversity dean existed as a yes yes you got in here with SATs 300 points lower than many of your colleagues and aren't paying a dime to go to this school that costs some of the, you know, middle, upper middle class kids who are going, cost their parents 65000 $70,000 a year. You're going for free, but you're very oppressed. And you should be very upset at the system. And you better make sure that when you go to Goldman Sachs or when you go to McKinsey or Bain or when you take a job at... uh you know, Wachtell or whatever. These are now these are law school students, right? So they're going to go to law firms. You know, uh, that that you make sure that diversity and inclusion is the top of the agenda there too. Oh, okay, okay. So this dean shows up while the judge is trying, and there's, I mean, I, there, you've got to see the video. Well, well, you know what? We should put it up at clayandbuck.com so anyone who's watching this can see it, um, and you can watch it. It's horrific. I mean, the things that they were saying. Uh, I would never say to any adult, uh, it, it, there, it was a disgrace, an utter disgrace, honestly. And, uh, I, I wish I could say, but, you know, I know there's family and kids listening and everything to the show. So, and we also have, F, you know, FCC rules. But if I could even just read to you what the signs were that they were holding up while they were shouting him down, they didn't let him speak. They didn't let him get out a word. They don't go, ah, and they'd yell over him. Then this dean, this dean comes over, and it's an ambush. She had a speech written out, and here is just a section. This is a an employee of Stanford University whose job is, you would think, to be the adult in the room. Here she is 
uh, Angela Stein, uh, Tyrion Angela Steinbach. Play clip 12. I really do wholeheartedly welcome you because me and many people in this administration do absolutely believe in free speech. We believe that it is necessary. We believe that the way to address speech that feels abhorrent, that feels harmful, that literally denies the humanity of people, that one way to do that is with more speech and not less, and not to shut you down or censor you or censor the student group that invited you here. That is hard, that is uncomfortable, and that is a policy and a principle that I think is worthy of defending even in this time, even in this time. And again, I still ask, is the juice worth the squeeze? She is lecturing him on how much the idiot leftist ideology that she represents values free speech when she is in a room of people who are shouting him down every time he tries, and intentionally shouting him down every time he tries to say anything. He would try to speak, they would all start screaming and say, you know, shut up and, you know, all kinds of curses and, call, you know, uh, they, they were challenging, they were challenging the judge's sexual capabilities. I don't know what else to say, folks. That's what they're doing. A federal judge. These are law school students who are, who are questioning his, uh, his manhood. Shouting it out of you. Now, I'm just, what do you think would happen if a group of Federalist Society students, which they would never do this because the Federalist Society is intellectual and, you know, is very respectful and, and is something that campuses should all celebrate and should grow on campuses. But anyway, what would happen if a group of students associated with the Federalist Society when a female minority judge showed up, all started shouting over her and sh- saying, well, did you get your job because you're qualified or did you get your job because of affirmative action? And then said, well, you know, Joe Biden, for example, said he was only going to appoint a female black Supreme Court justice. So it seems fair to ask, is this something that happens elsewhere in the system? Did you, just for the purposes of discussion here, female minority judge, did you get this because you did so well in the LSATs that are such a brilliant lawyer or because of identity politics? What do you think would happen if those students not only asked that question, but shouted down every time she tried to answer. They would be expelled. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. You know what Stanford University did here? Oh, it's so elite. The students are so smart. Put out some letter. This is a violation. This is a violation of of student policy of the campus, and we apologize for the disruption, and this should not have happened. And so, yes, there's an apology. I mean, that's it. Nothing. You know, they also put out a notice to the students that if they felt emotionally harmed by this, they should go speak to a dean about it. You know, like the dean who was a part of the ambush here. Now, you might say, well, Buck, this is Stanford. Um, maybe it's not as, oh, no, this is at every school now. This is all over the place. And we can either fight it or they can brainwash your kids. And if they can't brainwash your kid, they're going to persecute your kid when he or she gets to college. It, it, they're either going to be able to brainwash them or they're going to punish them for not going along with this lunatic ideology. But more to the point here, and this is all to the point, I guess, these uh, supposedly elite institutions are not that anymore. Uh, wokeness, uh, D and I, or DEI, uh, uh, the, these policies of the left have made these places really, for those who know, a laughing stock.
Now, they still have a lot of cultural cachet and power and influence, and there's a lot of powerful, rich companies are going to recruit out of them, but it takes a long time. You know, this is an iceberg that is melting, and it'll take time, but the iceberg is melting, my friends. These places are no longer what they once at least were believed to be, which is institutions that at, that at some level aspire to foster excellence. Nope. That's not the now. It's just a little a little factory of Marxism. That's what these colleges have become. There's not a day that goes by without some reminder in the news that being prepared for everything and anything is a good thing. Just ask our friends in California who got snowed in for more than two weeks, or those who are contending with serious flooding right now. One of the really important things to take on is stocking up on a supply of emergency food. Like it or not, you may well need this food someday. So you want to get it now. Have it on hand before it's too late. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, stock up on their popular three-month emergency food kit. When you do, you'll also get $200 worth of rugged survival gear as a free bonus. To see what you get, go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Your $200 bonus gift comes free with each three-month emergency food kit you order, so everybody in your family is fully prepared. We've got this in our household, and Clay, his family, they've got it set up too. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and enjoy free shipping. That's right, free shipping. When you go to MyPatriotSupply.com. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. The podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I had mentioned that Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, has finally said, you know, oh yeah, we did some things you probably shouldn't have done that, you know, it didn't make much sense. Um, including the ban on, remember they, they set up almost like caution tape during COVID in Michigan around the gardening areas of certain stores. So you could be in the store, you could go in the section that was selling you flat screen TVs, but no gardening allowed. She has admitted now that she fooled enough people in Michigan to vote for her again, which is to an otherwise great state's tremendous shame. She has fooled people, uh, and now she doesn't care if they know the truth. Play 13. There were moments where we you know, had to make some decisions that, in retrospect, don't make a lot of sense, right? Um, if you went into the hardware store, you could go into the hardware store, but we, we didn't want people, you know, all congregating around the gardening supplies. People said, oh, she's outlawed seeds. It was February in Michigan. No one was planting anyway. But um, that being said, you know, some of those policies, I look back and think, you know, that what maybe was, was, a little, was a little more than we needed to do. You know who was criticizing her as soon as she was doing that? Me and many others. It's not, it's not in retrospect. It was crazy. It was crazy the moment she and all the Democrats like her did it. And we knew it was crazy then. They don't get to do this thing now of, Oh, yeah, you know, we couldn't really know. Oh, yeah, it was difficult. No, I'm sorry. You were a tyrant. You were a, you were a clown and you were wrong. And I refuse to let this go. I will not let this go. By the way, Fauci has a new twist on the lab leak theory. You gotta hear this. You've got to hear the latest from Fauci. It'll be up here in just a couple of minutes. If you own a small business, everything moves fast and every dollar counts. You could be missing out on a tax refund that you qualify for. Check for yourself this week at getrefunds.com. They've made it easier than ever to find out if you're eligible to receive thousands of dollars per employee. The IRS program I'm speaking of is called the Employee Retention Credit or ERC. So go to GetRefunds.com to get started. In less than eight minutes, see if your business qualifies for ERC assistance. Your business may be eligible for a payroll tax refund of up to $26,000 per employee kept on payroll during COVID-19. GetRefunds.com has already helped clients claim over $3 billion in payroll tax refunds through the ERC. They may be able to help your business too. There's no upfront charge either. They don't get paid until your business gets its refund. Many businesses think they won't qualify based on incomplete or outdated information. Go find out for yourself. Go to GetRefunds.com. It's only available for a limited amount of time, so please go check it out today. GetRefunds.com. So of all the government employees I've ever come across, little Tony Fauci may be the most arrogant, the most narcissistic, the least honest and that's really saying something but in case you're wondering because recently it has come out even more and we've known this for a while a lot of this stuff has already been known oh and it was amazing to see they're starting to the cochran review this is the new narrative just so you know about the masks because the libs love their mask it's about collective responsibility i wear the mask because i'm a good person good people wear masks what's wrong with you don't you see that the good people wear the masks still and you really need to calm down, you know, go for a long walk in the woods, get some fresh air. I don't know, something. They they need help. They really do. 
not from the mask. The mask is not helping them. You know, they started to say that the uh, Cochrane Review, um, which had one of its senior editors who looked at it for masking, say, look, you just there's no proof that masking brings down the uh, spread of of covid. There's just nowhere in the world. Can you look at a randomized control trial? So there's zero proof that it actually works anywhere, anywhere. And they turn around, they go, well, that doesn't mean just because there's no proof doesn't mean there won't be proof. And they're starting to say that the editor misrepresented it. And, uh, no, it's just all the pressure, all the woke lunatics, the science. They get all upset about it. And so now they want to rewrite what was said the first time around. How often do you have major science? How many times has the Cochrane Review come out and said, oh, the people that actually wrote the big study on all the different studies, yeah, they, they got it totally wrong. Or they got it partially wrong. It doesn't happen. No one did. How many people even heard of the Cochrane Review before this who don't work in medical or scientific field? So, yeah, they're, they're trying desperately now because it's all coming apart, folks. At this point, it's really just sad, isn't it? It's sad. These people sit there. Oh, I'm going to wear a mask. Why? Think about that. Well, what are you, are you always going to wear it? And I don't mean always like the rest of your life because they would say, yes, I will wear it forever to protect me. I wear it alone in the car. I wear it alone in the car to protect me from the, the COVID. Don't you see when you're on the highway and the wind is coming in? That's all the COVID virus from the highway. They really do need to calm down, but they can't. Uh, but what I always like to point out to them is, are you going to wear it all the time as in every moment of every human or human interaction in a group setting for the rest of your life? Effectively, you're going to wear a mask always with all the human beings that you're ever going to interact with. Because if you're going to wear it 5% of the time of your life, you're doing absolutely nothing. I mean, this would be like somebody who's exposing it. Imagine you were to go out and and you were to uh, be in the sun for three hours a day. You're worried about sun damage. You're, you're going to be out in the sun in the UV rays for three hours a day. And then you said, well, hold on a second. I'm going to put a visor on to keep some of the sun off my face for five minutes. And you turn around everybody and say, see, I'm protecting myself. Now, first of all, there are a lot of people who would even argue that the visor analogy is wrong because masks don't even work as well as a visor against the sun, which is true. But put that aside for a second. If you're in the sun for three hours, the five minutes you're protected doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But, you know, it'd be like if somebody was saying, you know, they're using a, uh, a, a prophylactic device to avoid pregnancy saying, well, you know, one day a month we, we try to avoid pregnancy with this, but all the other days, you know, we're just doing it the old fashioned way. You say, well, that's not a very effective strategy is it that is masking people that are clinging to their mask i'm telling you i was in los angeles when i came back from honeymoon and and it was honestly it was just stunning to see how many people in the lax airport are still walking around with masks on how many airline attendants still wear masks a lot of them a lot of them airline attendants man i i bet airline you know pilots are majority republican i bet airline attendants are solid majority Democrat. You, you, it ha- just based on the masking reality, you know, uh, it's uh, man, it's uh, pretty crazy. Oh, but Fauci, what's Fauci's latest? He got into all this uh, hullabaloo trouble. People are realizing that he tried to suppress the lab leak thesis. And remember, it wasn't just 
a soft suppression. It was tyranny. It was social media companies shutting down your account. It was trying to get you fired. They try to get people fired from their jobs. They try to get people like me pressured for speaking out against this. Major news entities and PolitiFact trying to get people like me in trouble for telling you the truth. I think there's nothing in my career in radio that I'm more proud of than being willing to tell you the truth about COVID from the very earliest days as I could see it unfolding. By April of 2020, April of 2020, I was, we need to reopen, this is crazy, what are we doing, lockdowns are insane, masks don't work, what, you know, open the gyms, everything, by April. And I, I sit here and I say that was the right position. The Fauciites are desperate to try to come up with some history where they're the heroes. We know that he suppressed the lab leak the- theory. So Fauci, because he thinks he's really clever, because he's not, he hasn't been in a, in a real job his entire life. He's been a little bureaucrat, a little functionary who goes to meetings. You know, we think we do this. Maybe we'll do that. But there's no accountability. Nobody in Fauci's job. The only way you get fired if you work for NIH or the CDC is if you use the wrong pronouns for somebody. Okay. That's the only way you're getting fired. You make a total mess of HIV policy in the early days of, uh, of HIV and, and AIDS. As Fauci did, you don't get fired. You're awful at your job. Suffering, people suffer real consequences. You don't get fired. So what's Fauci doing with the lab leak uh, thesis? Oh, okay. Get this. He's come up with a really clever way to combine the natural zoonotic transmission with the lab leak. As in, he's right either way. Because it's all lab leak and all natural. Because, you know, it had to come from nature somewhere. Listen to this. Play 14. A lab leak could be that someone was out in the wild, maybe looking for different types of viruses and bats, got infected, went into a lab, and was being studied in the lab, and then it came out of the lab. But if that's the definition of a lab leak, Jim, then that still is a natural occurrence. It's still a natural occurrence. You see, even if, did you you see what Fauci just did on CNN? Oh, if the virus came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where it was being studied, because it came from originally a bat somewhere in nature, this was a natural occurrence. Therefore, it was always true to call it a natural virus and not a lab leak born virus. So he's right no matter what. You, you see how he, you see how he operates here? He's a, he's a disgrace. He's a disgrace. And you know, people are realizing it more and more, which is why he's like, prosecute me? Who would ever play 15? There's no response to that craziness, Jim. I mean, prosecute me for what? What what are they talking about? (laughs) I mean, I wish I could figure out what the heck they were talking about. I think they're just going off the deep end. That's the answer to your first question. It doesn't make any sense to say something like that, and it actually is irresponsible. For lying to Congress about the funding for the Wuhan Institute of Virology that was the source of the pandemic that shut down the world for, you know, a year, 18 months, depending on where you were. 
Notice he's like, oh, what are they even talking? That's what we're talking about. Lying to Congress under oath about the origins of the virus because it suited your politics, Fauci, and your narrative at the time. It's not a hard question. What do you mean they want to they want to prosecute me? That's crazy. The worst. He is the absolute worst. And anybody who hectored you or lectured you based on Fauci's talking points should be ashamed. They should feel shame at believing that evil little tyrant. He knew what he was doing. Notice he won't even he won't even to this day tell people take off the mask. It's stupid. Won't do it. Won't do it. Even now, still, it's good public health policy. He's the absolute worst. Family, my friends, will always come first. It should come first. And the memories of life together are often kept on videotapes, film, and or photos. The most recent ones are easy to relive. They're on your iPhone or your Android. But memories from the past, the pre-smartphone days, well, those are likely stored away in boxes in the closet or attic. And unless you have a working VCR, you can't see what's on those tapes anymore. But not if you use Legacy Box, a company that digitizes old media. It's super easy to do and only takes a few weeks from start to finish. Relive those moments with your family and friends. There are a few things that are better than feeling reconnected again. Bring the power of the past to the present and help your loved ones enjoy life's precious moments all over again. Right now, Legacy Box is offering you 50% off their regular prices. Go to LegacyBox.com slash buck to learn more. You can rely on Le- on Legacy Box. They've done this for a million and a half families already, and they can do it for you, too. Order today to take advantage of these low prices and send in your aging media when you're ready. LegacyBox.com slash buck. That's LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. You'll get 50% off right now at LegacyBox.com slash buck. Geek out with the guys on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. A new episode every Sunday. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media. Spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. The podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going to be talking to you in a few minutes here at the top of the next hour about this flash mob at the border that just tried to make a run for it, about a 1,000 people overwhelming uh, our border patrol and our resources down there because at this point they figure why not nothing's going to happen to them there's no downside these aren't asylum seekers none of these people crossing over are really asylum seekers the whole thing is a lie Biden administration is realizing this may be a problem for them in the midterms I keep telling you so that you can be prepared for it as it actually happens Democrats are going to start to moderate the crazy in order to appear like something else so that they can get elected or reelected in the case of Biden and then act crazy again. This is the game that they play. The problem with Republicans running for office is that they're too honest a lot of the time about what they want against the Democrats who will pretend to be something other than that which they are in order to get votes and in the moment they're actually in charge, they start doing things that are far left, destructive, absurd, and even insane. But then they change again a little bit. Oh, it's election time. Oh, I'm going to start saying maybe I do like cops. Maybe I am pro-capitalism. Maybe I am. And it's not real. But these are the games that they play. And because they have so much of the media on their side, on their team, it's unfortunately uh, very effective. But... Governor Ron DeSantis is out there still making the case to everybody about how we can fight these battles. We can show not only how absurd and crazy the woke left is, uh, the Democrat Party, which is this is all the same now. The Democrats are woke. They are the left. These are all there are variations on it. But in essence, in essence, in essence, it is all the same. Um, Ron DeSantis, for example, was speaking about how with his showdown with Disney, he had to show them that it's not going to be business as usual for woke corporations. Play 20. The fight with Disney was really about who governs the state of Florida. I think they thought for 60 years they called the shots. Well, there's a new sheriff in town and we call the shots and we made that very clear. I was talking to someone from Florida yesterday and they said, look, there are 67 counties in Florida. We joked that Disney was the 68th. That's how much power Disney has had. <laughs> well, they had their own fiefdom. I mean, they controlled 44 square miles of territory uh, since the late 60s. No transparency, no accountability, exempt from laws, um, had massive tax breaks. And it's like, you know, that's not good policy to do that. Yep. Using the power that Republicans have from elections to pursue policies that make sense to enact agendas. 
this is something we've got to focus on. I'm going to tell you, especially as we're heading into this primary, this uh, Republican primary ahead, um, there are going to be people who are making all kinds of arguments. One of the ones that I think you should always be on guard for, the people that are always saying, that's not limited, that's not small government, that's not limited government, why are you, what are you, this is, this is the rallying cry of loser conservatism. And not even real conservatives. This is people that I think are always angling for uh, a New York Times editorial slot or an appearance or a, a contract with CNN to be a Republican strategist, sure, or or author or whatever. The ones who are always saying, oh, well, the DeSantis, for example, he abused his power. Really? Show me the laws that he's violated. Oh, you mean that he's used the power that he has in a way that benefits his state? and is also keeping the promise to his voters of the ideas and policies he would implement. You know, there is this 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 mentality of the Republican loser that even when we win, you're supposed to say, oh, well, let's just let things happen. Let's just, this is the same thing you see with the neutral space in classrooms. We want a neutral space. It's not a neutral space. It just means the left gets to do whatever they want. And whenever somebody comes along who tries to push back, they say, whoa, whoa, why are you doing that? Why are you, why are you doing all this conservative? That's not limited government. Why are you pushing, uh, for curriculum changes? That's not small government, right? This is, this is the, the worst and most annoying argument that you hear on the right these days. If it's a violation of true limited government principles, show me where it is a problem constitutionally. Because otherwise, especially at the state level, if it's left up to the state, as we saw during COVID, the state can basically do what the state decides to do, including in a lot of cases, unfortunately, violating the Constitution flagrantly, as they did by shutting down churches. Because of COVID. Don't ever forget that. They suspended the Constitution flatly, openly, and without remorse to protect you from the virus that they didn't protect you from at all. We all got COVID. Got news for everyone. Pretty much everybody got it. Probably at this point, 98% of the country ended up getting it. It's exactly what many of us said in the beginning, but I just want you to be aware of this. I am highly skeptical of the argument against Republican, whether it's uh, particularly for Republican governors. That's not limited government. Well, is it a violation of the constitutional rights of anybody in the state? If the answer is no, is it, is it a violation of state statute? If the answer is no, and it's a policy that makes sense, well, then what? Oh, Oh, we'll just let the Democrats do whatever they want when they're in power, and we sit there and say, we're going to be limited government, and we're going to limit... Yeah, the, the debt's $32 trillion right now, but sure, we're doing great with the whole limited government thing, aren't we? It's amazing. Oh, boy. Um, we've got a lot coming up here. A little more on the banking crisis. Also, what happened at the border over the weekend. People just running in, in, a, in a flash mob, essentially to overwhelm our border resources and get into the country illegally. Border's open, friends. Border's open. Biden wants it this way. What are they going to do about it? What does it mean for us? We're going to get into all of that coming up here in just a couple. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 